Lee Peter Navarre here, and a Merry, Merry Christmas. Here we go. America's cities dying in a woke world. If the wages of sin is death, surely the wages of woke must be the death of America's cities. In Chicago, it has the best architecture, those beloved and once again hapless cubbies, a truly magnificent mile on the shores of Lake Michigan, deep dish pizza, Harold's fried chicken, and a wonderland of a Navy pier. Yet, to enjoy any these windy city treats is to risk a carjacking and the crossfire of warring gangs. Chicago is the carjacking capital of and most gang-infested city in America. Chicago's woke sanctuary city status has now left it at a tipping point into chaos because of the open borders policies of Joe Biden. Fully one-third of Chicago's projected $538 million budget deficit for 2024 flows from its flood of illegal aliens. Meanwhile, over 10,000 migrants are scattered across the city in temporary shelters or, get this, housed in Chicago police stations. These poorly educated illegals are crowding out black and brown Chicagoans at the lower end of the labor market, driving down wages and sparking angry confrontations. Then there is the roller coaster trolley car ride of a city where excrement literally does roll downhill, San Francisco. In this moral desert of Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom, homelessness, public defecation, and drug addiction are now Frisco's finest art. The woke failure I have witnessed up close and personal is my once beloved Washington, D.C. I went to BCC High School across the border in Bethesda, Maryland, and spent countless days honing my basketball skills and learning all I've ever needed to know about race relations on the predominantly black D.C. playgrounds. The nights I spent with my girlfriend at the Howard Theater rocking to Motown in D.C. remains one of my life's fondest memories. Today, however, D.C. is dead to me. I'm officially a Florida resident and only occasionally return to the D.C. swamp to deal with my legal issues. To refresh, U.S. versus Navarro is a landmark case destined for the Supreme Court. In contradiction to the Department of Justice's own more than 50-year policy, I am the first, the first White House advisor ever to be charged with standing up to Congress in defense of executive privilege and the constitutional separation of powers. But the specter of a possible two-year prison term, I'm to be sentenced on January 25th, is not what has soured me so thoroughly on D.C. What has soured me is Washington's descent into woke hell. It began shortly after the Wuhan virus pandemic started in early 2020. Woke Mayor Muriel Bowser would lock down the city longer than almost any other in America and then double down with a mandatory vax policy. This one-two woke punch rapidly accelerated the hollowing out of Washington's business districts and commercial real estate already reeling from a pandemic spurring suburban flight and a remote worker explosion. Channeling her inner Angela Davis, Bowser then threatened desperate commercial real estate landlords with building takeovers. Bowser likewise followed the lead of other woke cities, LA, New York, Philly, Seattle et al., in slashing millions from DC's police budget while seeking to turn police departments into social worker centers. The result has been an exponential increase in the crime rate. Surprise, surprise. 
Washington's metro rail system has also suffered dramatically from declining ridership as people have fled the city and remote workers no longer need to ride tin cans to work. Yet Bowser has made it all so much worse by refusing to meaningfully crack down on the numerous scoff laws that regularly ride the metro rails for free. These scoff laws not only deprive the system of needed revenues, they also often terrorize the paying customers. Hey, last time I was on the Metro, I almost got caught in a gunfire crossfire. Just saying. A clueless Bowser, he's looking the mirror, Muriel, is now up in arms over the recent announcement by Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Washington Capitals hockey team and Washington Wizards and Mystics basketball teams. Leonsis' monumental sports and entertainment conglomerate planned to move out of the downtown Capital One Arena to a state-of-the-art facility in Alexandria, Virginia. Hey, who can blame Leonsis? What once was a vibrant, family-friendly environment around the Cap One Arena has, under Bowser's woke so-called leadership, descended into a cavalcade of pimps, hookers, dope dealers, beggars, betting parlors, pickpockets, grifters, and violent homeless schizoids. While the police force now does show up in greater numbers, it is unwilling to show any of that force, much less make any arrests, because the woke dictates from on high. Here's the unintended comic coded to this whole thing. Shortly after the Cap One Arena closure announcement, the D.C. Metro announced another type of closure. This was the temporary closure of the Galleria Place Metro stop, this is the critical red line artery stop that brings folks in from the greater Washington area to the Capital One Arena. If Ted Leonsis and company needed another excuse to beat feet, this ill-timed closure of the Metro surely provides that. As the Terminator might say, hasta la vista, baby. Not just to Washington, D.C. as we once knew it, but to every woke city in America. Yes, again, Merry Christmas to one and all and happy holidays. Please follow me at www.peternavarro.substack.com where you can get the transcript of this podcast. That's www.peternavarro.substack.com. At that Substack, I give you once a week a economy and market wrap based on my longtime experience in macroeconomic forecasting and stock market investing. I also keep you attuned to all things communist China and, of course, the 2024 presidential election campaign. At any rate, I'm Peter Navarro. Out.